Everyone loves to listen to a good book, and there are so many wonderful ones to choose, so we decided to bring you this podcast of Stories Come to Life. Each episode features a story from either classic or modern literature, especially chosen to be interesting and exciting to hear. So sit back, relax, and listen to this story come to life. Welcome to Stories Come to Life. I am your host, Catherine Lopez Luker. During this time of COVID, many people are unable to use the library in the same way as in the past. To help bring more stories to more readers, many publishing companies are allowing books that are normally unavailable for copyright reasons to be read out loud and shared with others until June 30th, 2023. The stories that fall under that special permission will all be taken down on that date, so listen now while they're available. Today's story is shared with permission of Penguin Random House Publishing Company. Homer Price is helping his Uncle Ulysses make donuts with the automatic donut-making machine. It's all very exciting, especially when the machine just won't turn off. There are donuts everywhere. What can Homer do? Just sit back, relax, and listen to this story come to life. Homer Price by Robert McCloskey. The Donuts. One Friday night in November, Homer overheard his mother talking on the telephone to Aunt Agnes over in Centerburg. I'll stop by with the car in about half an hour, and we can go to the meeting together, she said, because tonight was the night the ladies' club was meeting to discuss plans for a box social and to knit and sew for the Red Cross. I think I'll come along and keep Uncle Ulysses company while you and Aunt Agnes are at the meeting, said Homer. So after Homer had combed his hair, and his mother had looked to see if she had her knitting instructions and the right size needles, they started for town. Homer's Uncle Ulysses and Aunt Agnes have a very up-and-coming lunchroom over in Centerburg, just across from the courthouse from the town square. Uncle Ulysses is a man with advanced ideas and a weakness for labor-saving devices. He equipped the lunchroom with automatic toasters, automatic coffee maker, automatic dishwasher, and an automatic donut maker. All just the latest thing in labor-saving devices. Aunt Agnes would throw up her hands and sigh every time Uncle Ulysses bought a new labor-saving device. Sometimes she became unkindly disposed toward him for days and days. She was of the opinion that Uncle Ulysses just frittered away his spare time over at the barbershop with the sheriff and the boys, so what was the good of a labor-saving device that gave you more time to fritter? When Homer and his mother got to Centerburg, they stopped at the lunchroom, and after Agnes had come out and said, My, how that boy does grow! Which was what she always said. She went off with Homer's mother in the car. Homer went into the lunchroom and said, Howdy, Uncle Ulysses. Oh, hello, Homer. You're just in time, said Uncle Ulysses. I've been going over this automatic donut machine, oiling the machinery and cleaning the works. Wonderful things, these labor-saving devices. Yep, agreed Homer as he picked up a cloth 
and started polishing the metal trimmings while Uncle Ulysses tinkered with the inside workings. Oof, sighed Uncle Ulysses. Look here, Homer, you've got a mechanical mind. See if you can find where these two pieces fit in. I'm going across to the barbershop for a spell because there's something I've got to talk to the sheriff about. There won't be much business here until the double feature is over, and I'll be back before then. Then, as Uncle Ulysses went out the door, he said, Oh, Homer, after you get the pieces in place, would you mind mixing up a batch of donut batter and putting it in the machine? You could turn the switch and make a few donuts to have on hand for the crowd after the movie. If you don't mind. Okay, said Homer. I'll take care of everything. A few minutes later, a customer came in and said, Good evening, bud. Homer looked up from putting the last piece in the donut machine and said, Good evening, sir. What can I do for you? Well, young fellow, I'd like a cup of coffee and some donuts, said the customer. I'm sorry, mister, but we won't have any donuts for about half an hour until I can mix some dough and start this machine. I could give you some very fine sugar rolls instead. Well, but I'm in no real hurry, so I'll just have a cup of coffee and wait around a bit for the donuts. Fresh donuts are always worth waiting for, is what I always say. Okay, said Homer, and he drew a cup of coffee from Uncle Ulysses' super automatic coffee maker. Nice place you've got here, said the customer. Oh, yes, replied Homer. This is a very up-and-coming lunchroom with all the latest improvements. Yes, said the stranger. Must be good business. I'm in business, too. A traveling man in outdoor advertising. I'm a sandwich man. Mr. Gabby's my name. My name's Homer. I'm glad to meet you, Mr. Gabby. It must be a fine profession traveling around and advertising sandwiches. Oh, no, said Mr. Gabby. I don't advertise sandwiches. I just wear any kind of an ad, one sign on front and one sign on behind, this way. Like a sandwich. You know what I mean? Oh, I see. That must be fun. And you travel, too? Asked Homer as he got out the flour and the baking powder. Yeah, I ride the rods between jobs on freight trains. You know what I mean? Yes, but isn't that dangerous? Asked Homer. Of course, there's a certain amount of risk. But you take any method of travel these days, it's all dangerous. You know what I mean? Now take airplanes, for instance. Just then, a large, shiny black car stopped in front of the lunchroom, and a chauffeur helped a lady out of the rear door. They both came inside, and the lady smiled at Homer and said, We've stopped for a light snack. Some donuts and coffee would be simply marvelous. Then Homer said, I'm sorry, ma'am, but the donuts won't be ready until I make this batter and start Uncle Ulysses' donut machine. Well, now, aren't you a clever young man to know how to make donuts? Well, blushed Homer, I've really never done it before, but I've got a recipe to follow. Now, young man, you simply must allow me to help. You know, I haven't made donuts for years, but I know the best recipe for donuts. It's marvelous, and we really must use it. But, ma'am, said Homer, now just wait till you taste these donuts, said the lady. Do you have an apron, she asked, as she took off her fur coat and her rings and her jewelry and rolled up her sleeves. Charles, she said to the chauffeur, hand me that baking powder, that's right, and young man, we'll need some nutmeg. So Homer and the chauffeur stood by and handed things and cracked eggs while the lady mixed and stirred. 
Mr. Gabby sat on his stool, sipped his coffee, and looked on with great interest. There, said the lady when all the ingredients were mixed. Just wait till you taste these doughnuts. It looks like an awful lot of batter, said Homer as he stood on a chair and poured it into the doughnut machine with the help of the chauffeur. It's about ten times as much as Uncle Ulysses ever makes. But wait till you taste them, said the lady with an eager look and a smile. Homer got down from the chair and pushed a button on the machine marked Start. Rings of batter started dropping into the hot vat. After a ring of batter was cooked on one side, an automatic gadget turned it over and the other side would cook. Then another automatic gadget gave the doughnut a little push and it rolled neatly down a little chute, all ready to eat. That's a simply fascinating machine, said the lady as she waited for the first doughnut to roll out. Here, young man, you must have the first one. Now, isn't that just too delicious? Isn't it simply marvelous? Yes, ma'am, it's very good, replied Homer as the lady handed doughnuts to Charles and to Mr. Gabby and asked if they didn't think they were simply divine doughnuts. It's an old family recipe, said the lady with pride. Homer poured some coffee for the lady and her chauffeur and for Mr. Gabby and a glass of milk for himself. Then they all sat down at the lunch counter to enjoy another few doughnuts apiece. I'm so glad you enjoy my doughnuts, said the lady, but now, Charles, we really must be going. If you will just take this apron, Homer, and put two dozen doughnuts in a bag to take along, we'll be on our way. And Charles, don't forget to pay the young man. She rolled down her sleeves and put on her jewelry. Then Charles managed to get her into her big fur coat. Good night, young man. I haven't had so much fun in years. I really haven't, said the lady, as she went out the door and into the big shiny car. Those sure are good doughnuts, said Mr. Gabby as the car moved on. You bet, said Homer. Then he and Mr. Gabby stood and watched the automatic doughnut machine make doughnuts. After a few dozen more doughnuts had rolled down the little chute, Homer said, I guess that's about enough doughnuts to sell to the theater customers. I better turn the machine off for a while. Homer pushed the button marked stop, and there was a little click. But nothing happened. The rings of batter kept right on dropping into the hot fat, and an automatic gadget kept right on turning them over, and another automatic gadget kept right on giving them a little push, and the doughnuts kept right on rolling down the little chute, all ready to eat. That's funny, said Homer. I'm sure that's the right button. He pushed it again, but the automatic doughnut maker kept right on making doughnuts. Well, I guess I must have put one of those pieces in backwards, said Homer. Then it might stop if you pushed the button mark start, said Mr. Gabby. Homer did, and the doughnut still kept rolling down the little chute, just as regular as a clock can tick. I guess we could sell a few more doughnuts, said Homer, but I'd better telephone Uncle Ulysses over at the barbershop. Homer gave the number, and while he waited for someone to answer, he counted 37 doughnuts rolled down the little chute. Finally, someone answered, Hello? This is the Sarber Brop? I mean, the barbershop? Oh, hello, Sheriff. This is Homer. Could I please speak to Uncle Ulysses? Well, he's playing Pinochle right now, said the Sheriff. Anything I can tell him? Yes, said Homer. 
I pushed the button marked stop on the donut machine, but the rings of batter keep right on dropping into the hot fat, and an automatic gadget keeps right on turning them over, and another automatic gadget keeps giving them a little push, and the donuts keep right on rolling down the little chute. It won't stop. Okay, hold the hire, I mean, hold the wire, and I'll tell him. Then Homer looked over his shoulder and counted another 21 donuts, rolled down the little chute, all ready to eat. Then the sheriff said, he'll be right over. Just got to finish this hand. That's good, said Homer. Goodbye, sheriff. The window was full of donuts by now. So Homer and Mr. Gabby had to hustle around and start stacking them on plates and trays and lining them up on the counter. Sure are a lot of donuts, said Homer. You bet, said Mr. Gabby. I lost count at 1,202, and that was a while back. People had begun to gather outside the lunchroom window, and someone was saying, There are almost as many donuts as there are people in Cinderberg. I wonder how in tarnation Ulysses thinks he can sell all of them. Every once in a while, someone would come inside and buy some. But while somebody bought two to eat and a dozen to take home, the machine made three dozen more. By the time Uncle Ulysses and the sheriff arrived and pushed through the crowd, the lunchroom was a calamity of donuts. Donuts in the window, donuts piled high on the shelves, donuts stacked on plates, donuts lined up twelve deep all along the counter, and donuts still rolling down the little chute, just as regular as a clock can tick. Hello, Sheriff. Hello, Uncle Ulysses. We're having a little trouble here, said Homer. Well, I'll be dunked, said Uncle Ulysses. Durned if you won't be when Aggie gets home, said the Sheriff. Mighty fine donuts, though. What'll you do with them all, Ulysses? Uncle Ulysses groaned and said, What will Aggie say? We'll never sell them all. Then Mr. Gabby, who hadn't said anything for a long time, stopped piling donuts and said, What you need is an advertising man, you know what I mean? You got the donuts, you gotta create a market. Understand? It's balancing the demand with the supply, that sort of thing. Yep, said Homer, Mr. Gabby's right. We have to enlarge our market. He's an advertising sandwich man. So if we hire him... He can walk up and down in front of the theater and get the customers. You're hired, Mr. Gabby, said Uncle Ulysses. Then everybody pitched in to paint the signs and to get Mr. Gabby sandwiched between. They painted, Sale on Donuts, in big letters on the window, too. Meanwhile, the rings of batter kept right on dropping into the hot fat, and an automatic gadget kept right on turning them over, and another automatic gadget kept right on giving them a little push, and the donuts kept right on rolling down the little chute, just as regular as a clock can tick. I certainly hope this advertising works, said Uncle Ulysses, wagging his head. Aggie'll certainly throw a fit if it don't. The sheriff went outside to keep order, because there was quite a crowd by now all looking at the donuts and guessing how many thousand there were, and watching new ones roll down the little chute, just as regular as a clock can tick. Homer and Uncle Ulysses kept stacking donuts. 
Once in a while, somebody bought a few, but not very often. Then Mr. Gabby came back and said, Say, you know, there's not much use in me advertising at the theater. The show's all over, and besides, almost everybody in town is out front, watching that machine make donuts. Zeus, said Uncle Ulysses, we must get rid of these donuts before Aggie gets here. Looks like you'll have to hire a truck to wall em a hay. I mean, haul em away, said the sheriff, who had just come in. Just then there was a noise and a shoving out front, and the lady from the shiny black car and her chauffeur came pushing through the crowd and into the lunchroom. Oh, gracious, she gasped, ignoring the donuts. I've lost my diamond bracelet, and I know I left it here on the counter, she said, pointing to a place where the donuts were piled in stacks of two dozen. Yes, ma'am, I guess you forgot it when you helped make the batter, said Homer. Then they moved all the donuts around and looked for the diamond bracelet, but they couldn't find it anywhere. Meanwhile, the donuts just kept rolling down the little chute, just as regular as a clock can tick. After they had looked all around, the sheriff cast a suspicious eye on Mr. Gabby. But Homer said, He's all right, sheriff. He didn't take it. He's a friend of mine. Then the lady said, I'll offer a reward of a hundred dollars for that bracelet. It really must be found. It really must. Now don't you worry, lady, said the sheriff. I'll get your bracelet back. Zeus, this is terrible, said Uncle Ulysses. First all these donuts, and then on top of all that, a lost diamond bracelet. Mr. Gabby tried to comfort him, and he said, There's always a bright side. That machine will probably run out of batter in an hour or two. If Mr. Gabby hadn't been quite quick on his feet, Uncle Ulysses would have knocked him down, sure as fate. Then while the lady wrung her hands and said, We must find it, we must! And Uncle Ulysses was moaning about what Aunt Agnes would say. And the sheriff was eyeing Mr. Gabby. Homer sat down and thought hard. Before twenty more donuts could roll down in the little chute, he shouted, Say, I know where the bracelet is. It was lying here on the counter and got mixed up in the batter by mistake. The bracelet is cooked inside one of these donuts. Why? I really believe you're right, said the lady through her tears. Isn't that amazing? Simply amazing. I'll be durned, said the sheriff. Oh, moaned Uncle Ulysses. Now we have to break up all of these donuts to find it. Think of the pieces. Think of the crumbs. Think of what Aggie will say. Nope, said Homer. We won't have to break them up. I've got a plan. So Homer and the advertising man took some cardboard and some paint and printed another sign. They put this sign in the window, and the sandwich man wore two more signs that said the same thing and walked around in the crowd out front. Fresh donuts, two for five cents while they last. One hundred dollar prize for finding a bracelet inside a donut. P.S. You have to give the bracelet back. Then the donuts began to sell. Everybody wanted to buy donuts. Dozens of donuts. And that's not all. Everybody bought coffee to dunk the donuts in, too. Those that didn't buy coffee bought milk or soda. 
it kept Homer and the lady and the chauffeur and Uncle Ulysses and the sheriff busy waiting on the people who wanted to buy donuts. When all but the last couple of hundred donuts had been sold, Rupert Black shouted, I got it! And sure enough, there was the diamond bracelet inside of his donut. Then Rupert went home with a hundred dollars. The citizens of Centerburg went home full of donuts. The lady and her chauffeur drove off with the diamond bracelet. And Homer went home with his mother when she stopped by with Aunt Aggie. As Homer went out the door, he heard Mr. Gabby say, Neatest trick of merchandising I ever seen. And Aunt Aggie was looking skeptical. While Uncle Ulysses was saying, The rings of batter just kept right on dropping into the hot fat, and the automatic gadget kept right on turning them over, and the other automatic gadget kept right on giving them a little push, and the donuts kept right on rolling down the little chute, just as regular as a clock can tick. They just kept right on a-coming and a-coming and a-coming. This is your host, Catherine Lopez-Luker. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Stories Come to Life. Be sure to join us next time when we continue to listen to tales about Homer Price and the town of Centerburg. You can find a link to our podcast on the Marshall Public Library webpage, www.marshallpl.org. I'll talk to you again soon.